Mint right. Central. Mint Central. It's mint. Galloway! Hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes everyone, Kilimanjaro podcast back at it again. When was that a thing? Yes, yes. I don't know. Since man. when? When did I, we start that shit? I don't know, man. That's so the eighth of July, twenty twenty one. Eighth of July. Happy birthday, by the way, Ben. Thank Happy you very much. Man. I appreciate yeah. that. Obviously we're here with two uh, special guests, VIP guests. You got uh Mr. Ben Prague. I can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> ben obviously, he's been in the band. He's um, got some other ventures as well he wants to talk about. And we have uh, a friend, Noi, as well. Thank he does uh, coding. He's traveling. I'm a pretty yeah. boring guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I haven't even seen you for like at least seven years or some shit. Like that, that long? It's been Bro, that I think it's been that long. Shit. At wow. least five. At least five. Like before the... I started university. Mm. 100%. Damn, man. Yeah, bro. So, long. but yeah, you've you've had uh, quite an experience, quite a journey in the last couple of years, right? With traveling and all of that shit. Yeah. So I guess you fill the people in about that. For sure, for sure. But yeah, I guess you guys just do a brief introduction because the people watching are like, "Who the fuck are these guys? Who's this guy with red hair?" <laughs> Off the you, oh, man. Oh, all right, okay, the guy with red hair. Yeah. So, I am Ben Prague, and I'm in a band called TMCF, which you can find on Spotify, Amazon Music and all other streaming platforms, and I also teach martial arts for a club called Tiger Shotokan Karate. Look at that, he's plugging himself within like a space of 90 yeah, seconds. That's it. Well yeah, done. buy our albums! podcast, <laughs> <laughs> mate. No, no, I'll, I'll just go ahead. We'll, we'll put all of his shit in the description, by the way, so, you know, people can link to you uh, if you have anything valuable mm. that you say in this episode. Uh, anything else? And... Uh, so, oh, are you done? Sorry, you I didn't done? interrupt. That's what I do. Wow, <laughs> one take, not bad. Um, <laughs> one take. <laughs> So, my name is Noi, I am a software developer. I've been in the same job for five years, but it's been quite an interesting journey. Uh, I moved to Ukraine two years ago, and uh, I just came back recently, actually. And, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been quite a journey. Just been working and sleeping. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, And yeah, and in between I've been traveling as well to all sorts of places. Uh, my favorite was probably Hawaii. Mm. It's a really nice place. Oh yeah, did you go surfing and all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know a couple of guys that live there, yeah. and a few other friends that live in America. And we all met there. It was pretty chill. Oh wait, have you seen that triangle? Because you mentioned about sleep. There's this triangle that says you can only achieve two of these things, and it's sleep, money, or social life. And you can only yeah, get two. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can relate to that so much. Yeah, man. I think I think we touch upon that in like pretty much every single episode. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like it's it's always a, a balance, and some people you know lean towards the social and money side. Some people lean towards sleep, and I think uh, around our age group, traditionally speaking, you often go towards social life, right? You want to keep that yeah, intact, for sure. especially yeah, after age, university, yeah. right? Where or college or whatever, right? Because that's like a hub of friends. Right, so in the same way that Pornhub has all of those videos, right? <laughs> I, don't like know, a, I don't know what you're talking about. Like what is that? I mean, we, we don't, we don't <laughs> watch that. Obviously, us guys, we don't, we don't need porn or anything like that. We don't get stimulated by <laughs> all that shit. We're not in dark rooms, just anyways. But <laughs> this is um, fucking filming it. it is, right. But yeah, no, it's like a hub of friends, right? Where it's like easily accessible, just like school, right? So all of your homies are there. You can make it pretty easily. But after uni, you have to kind of venture out yourself and make that first move sometimes. When it, even when it comes to like, yeah, girls, because you're not always around people that your exactly. own age as well. Can I tell you a dream that I had, by the way? 
Mate, go for it, man. This is a conversation. <laughs> go for it. So, this was a couple of nights ago. So, first things first, all went to the same school. Yeah. And I dreamt that we were back in, like, year 10 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was really, it was a really sort of surreal uh, situation. And I was mostly aware of the fact that, once again, everyone could be together. And I could see how happy everyone was being yeah, in everyone's yeah. company. Yeah. Because it's so hard to make plans with everyone who is working and has relationships and other commitments that they have to attend to yeah, exactly. being the age now that we are. But in this dream, it was just, it was, it was fantastic, really, you know, just being able to indulge yeah. in that experience again. But then later on in the dream, I was at my house and I was looking out the window and I saw my mum walking towards the house and she just looked like how she currently looks. And when I went, ran downstairs to open the door, she had completely grey hair mm. and it was almost as though time had gone forwards. And it was as though... I was visualising the passing of time from yeah. when we were in school till now and seeing how it just passes like it's nothing. And then going forwards, mm -hmm. thinking, OK, well, it's going to feel the exact same way. So from present day until the future, it's going to feel like it's nothing as well. You know, it's all, yeah. uh, what's the word, Res retrospective and perspective. Yeah, exactly. And I think you touched upon something very important that's... Uh present in everyone's life that feeling of nostalgia and trying to get back to that place and i think growing up all of us had parents or uncles and aunties who were like listen uh enjoy your school days because those days are going to be the greatest i hate saying yeah, that out loud because it's yeah, such a cliche yeah, thing so and it kind of it makes me cringe a little bit but as we're going uh up in age from like 23 24 25 we're realizing this shit and we're like okay cool do we want that to be the best times of our lives? And do we just want to look at it uh, in the nostalgic point of view? Or do we want to make something for ourselves after that point? Well, ultimately, there's no, firstly, there's no refund. That's you the question that I give myself, basically. Well, so what, I'm what, like, what, okay, what cool. Do? I don't want my school days to be the best days of my life. So what I need to do is, you know, knuckle down and really just focus on building a life that I can see myself enjoying way more than I did in school. Okay, well, here's a question for you then, man. Uh, it's hard He's to... He's the host, man. He's the host, it's right. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tables have turned, right? You guys can go, we're done. Um, in, ter in terms of whether you have to live your life to the fullest or whether you should knuckle down and like, prepare yourself for the future, no one knows exactly how much time they're going to have. Yeah. And there is never a refund, of course. Like, you know, every day that goes by that you wish that you did do something, you can't have back. So how much yeah. how much time do you say you recommend, uh, as the host, to, <laughs> to say that you know you, you take all the opportunities you can, or how much do you say that you have to have a little bit of restraint on the leisure side of things, where you have to sort of sacrifice those sac sacrifice leisure in order to build up something for the future? Yeah, I think you know what is it's based on perspective and it's based on like the person, right? It's it's always that kind of it depends answer to that question, but I think it's different for everyone, right? So, for example, someone like Noe, who's like just knuckled down in his uh, 9 to 5? You have a 9 to 5 currently? Yeah, or is yeah. it like freelance? I don't know. How no, it's is. 9 to 5, yeah. But he's a software developer. I don't know if you said that. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah, I said it before. Yeah. It was, it's 9 to 5, but because of COVID and how that's yeah, affected, yeah. It's, it's... It's just getting your like task done. Yeah, it's just getting stuff done whenever you get it done, you know, working yeah. from home and stuff. But and I now, guess that gave you a bit of freedom, didn't it? So. They did, but now it's pretty much over. Things are going back to normal. I mean, I kind of preferred working from the office because yeah. you know at, when it started and we were all working from home I don't know if anyone can relate to that it seemed like a dream yeah like it uh, it was like damn you know I can I don't have to 
wake up, sit in traffic. Yeah, man, I yeah. think everyone kind of just woke up at nine and the first meeting was at 9 or 5 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just had five minutes to get up, bro. Yeah, I did that every time. I start 8.30. Nah, bro, I, I attended meetings in boxes, bro. No one knew, but I, I attended meetings no in boxes. Knew. But then what about your sleeping pattern? Because I remember you saying to me actually a while ago, Noi, that... Uh, when you're working from home and your bedroom is essentially your office, yeah, it's so part. hard to detach yourself from the workplace and you the sleeping. Exactly, goes to shit. your mind's used to it being two separate entities, yeah. and once you combine it in one, you have to almost like in your head section out the spaces. Otherwise, you're just gonna have overload, yeah. right? And it's the same kind of overload that people have in social media and stuff like that. You know, where yeah, there's too many images and us as human beings, we're not used to that. Do you feel like working from home, like, I know both of you work from home during the time. Did you feel like you had to, you had to kind of get yourself pumped more, if that makes sense? Like, because you're at home and it's like a place where you chill out, obviously, did you feel, did you have to, did you feel like you had to get your mind in like a working, in like a working mode? Um, I'll let you That's answer that. Oh, yeah, mm. uh, it, it was very difficult to get to that state. Because although, like you said, I mean, I, I started at 8.30, I would wake up at 8.29. Yeah, legit, know? legit. And, yeah. and you just... <laughs> Maximise the sleep as much exactly. as possible. And to go from that minute you wake up to needing to do your first task, yeah. usually when I get to the office, I usually just read, like, the news or something, you know, for, like, 10, 15 minutes just to get, you know, yeah. ready. Mm. But at home, I couldn't do that. I would spend, like, an hour just, like, you know, taking the time that I would usually rush like take a shower okay. go down and eat you know and to just to, and i just long it out until i'll be like all right i need to do something now or i need to have this meeting now i need to speak to someone now yeah but it would be difficult to get into that work mindset mm. because next thing you know you're just back in the same room where you sleep so yeah, so, so really like for your general well-being it's important to have a little bit of pressure to actually get you to, to oh, do sure. things at 100 i'll give you an example man when i'm teaching my class i teach a my private classes as well for karate mm -hmm. i used to teach in watford heath which is about a 35 40 minute walk from my house i was always 15 minutes early and then they changed the location which was about well over over the road from where i live yeah. and i'm late every single time <laughs> over the road every single time See, and i don't know how that happens yeah. That's how it is. it's crazy yeah. you know what like yeah. uh, a lot of my friends who have gone back into the office they're all also late all the time because they're used to that system of okay cool I have five minutes to get out of bed and go onto my computer, which is right there. Yeah. I just have to sit down, you know? Yeah. So mm. back to your question that you asked before this like, little segment um, about, you know, how do you prioritize your time? Do you prioritize it on like socializing and stuff like that? I believe that there's an equilibrium to everything, right? Mm. And for like us who were like working and stuff like that, trying to knuckle down, maybe Noi has, you know, a vision or a dream of, stacking up that p so he can invest it in properties and stuff like that and then you know so on maybe other investments like stocks etc etc so he's building his life from now in his 20s and then after his 20s he's planned to enjoy that frivolous life afterwards because he can say okay i've laid the foundation i can stand firmly on the bricks and i'm like okay boom i was gonna now, say i was gonna say good word by stops. the way frivolous but yeah. i think no, the older the sources no, were no, thrown no, at no, my but, face. No, but the, 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 the I'm telling you, I hate that shit, bro. The older we get, yeah. it's harder to have the energy that you once had. I, I heard something only the other day, and it said, uh, it was just something on social media that said, uh, I've got to the stage of my life where I can't have plans in the morning and the evening. It's got to be one of the two. And the older really? that you... Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of know what that's like. If I go out and I do like a, a long walk in the morning, by the time the afternoon comes around, 
I'm like an old man, you know, where's my Zimmer frame at? And, uh, and I, th I, th I feel knackered. And uh, I, I know it's, it's so important to set those foundations for your life in your 20s so you, be, <laughs> so you can be prepared. Um, By the way, uh, upcoming nightclub manager is in the building. Yeah, yeah upcoming I mean, nightclub manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a strip club, really, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Cut that out, come on. Um, so yeah, no, it's um. The, the you, older, you the older, saying, you, the older get, you get, the, older the more you, you can't. Uh, you can't have multiple so much plans in one day. You have to have only one plan also, at a specific time. Slightly controversial. Libido out the window. Yeah. I mean, not yet. Any girl who is about to DM you because of your red hair is like, yeah. Bro, they might, bro. You know, they like colorful people. You had six nine, bro. Six nine is going. What's that? 6 9 Tekashi? Tekashi's castle, but not because it's... Six yeah, nine. yeah, straight, straight over my head. Yeah. <laughs> this is the modern lingo, the uh, colloquialisms of the new age. He's the only uh, iconic rainbow-coloured snitch Oh, the guy rapper. that was in court not too long ago. Yeah, that yes. guy. Yeah, yeah so yeah, what about him? He, he's got popular, <laughs> he still has an audience. So I'm sure that a lot of people will Yeah, but lots of arseholes have an audience. <laughs> like me. I'm not calling anyone arseholes, but you know if the shoe fits. In, um, in, in, in case he's watching, don't want to call him an arsehole. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's, it's about priority management. You know, what mm. is your priority at the time? And if you act towards that accordingly, then you're probably in a good space, you know? Mm. And, Oh, it's not just about you know the people who are doing nine to fives like CJ for example like he manages his producing stuff, right? And in the same way that we have to manage the kind of tasks that we do in a monotonous nine to five, mm. he would also have to do and he'd also have to have a schedule or a checklist for the day so that he can get his priorities out of the way. I'm not saying he does that all the time. He probably doesn't, right? But he's like it's he's learning. It's a journey and it's like a. It's something that he's taken upon himself because he doesn't have a boss to answer to. Yeah. You know? I'm joking. <laughs> I like how you talk about me like I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> question, CJ, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Is your music your priority? Oh, good question. That's a great question, mate. At the, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I feel like these guys are dodging questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't want any questions for him. That's why. Right. He's, he's asking us questions. No, no, I'm curious. Like, this, yeah. is, this is, you know, genuine no, discussion. Yeah, I, I feel like it is. Like, that's, the, that's, the, that's the main thing that I think about at the end of the day. Like, yeah, music, my producing. That's where I want to um, I wanna try and elevate that. So that's always on my mind. Even when I'm at work, like, I'll think about, oh, what do I need to do yeah. to, like, elevate, you know, my music, my producing and all that. So, also yeah. bouncing that would work so tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily, like I'm managing to, but yeah, it yeah. just depends. It just depends, like, because work can change. It some some uh, days can be like really like stressful, really intense, and then other days can just be really calm. And it's like, yeah. I can't remember. Because you do shift work, right? That's why there's like. A... Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember if I said this to to you or Noi just before about you you can be so drained and so exhausted from work that yeah. by the time that you want to get i'll say it to you by the time yeah, you want to yeah. get round to actually doing your passions you have no energy to even do that yeah exactly that obviously depends on like what your career aspirations are right yeah exactly. like do you want to climb up the ranks and do you want to you know eventually become a manager or a ceo or whatever in the company no then why would you care? You know what I mean? Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly, right? Why, why would you care otherwise, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, 
I guess I like we kind of do that with the podcast as well, right? Or at yeah. least I do, right? Where I, I'm thinking about new things or I'm trying to look for new people that could be inspirational for you guys, right? And well, some guests coming on. Yeah, we, we yeah. do have uh, some interesting guests coming on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just a balance and it's about your priorities, right? So I guess it leads on to the question perfectly. What are your priorities right now? And what are you trying to push your energy in? Because I guess you kind of answered the question. Do you want to go first? No, after you, man. Uh, no, I insist. <laughs> uh, I think just pre how chill Noi is, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's the most relaxed guy we've had on the podcast. <laughs> I think Noi and Drew are the two most relaxed. Oh, Drew's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some water on it. Will really hype him up. <laughs> sure. Water or vodka? Both. Vodka works. Yeah. I mean, you did go you? to Ukraine. I'm sure the vodka yeah, is great really. over there. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to dive into that in a second, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. The question, if you remember. The, oh yeah, the prior priorities. I think for my well, my priorities at the moment. I can't. I don't want to just keep plugging because, but that's, but that's, but that's what. It's kind what, of the nature of the podcast, man. Oh, I think you said before. Don't don't plug too much because you're going to put it in the links down below. Oh, changed, we're going to yeah. put it in the links down below. Anyway, uh, we my band are releasing an EP this month on the 16th of July. So we're just. It's really important to have. A plan of release, like a like a schedule of uh, all the content that you're going to be uh, putting out there. Oh yeah, because we know. With, mm. yeah, exactly. Because without that, <laughs> it all, you can't expect any kind of traction. Yeah, um, mm. and it's really important to engage not only with your existing fans, uh, but also uh, me- meeting new people as well. And there's a band who we've been in touch with called Asterisk, who are from Canada. Yeah. And the only reason we got in touch with them, and the reason why they're still in contact with us is because of just basic networking over Instagram and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we always have like a very interesting point uh, where it's like we try and stay away from transactional relationships as much as possible. So when we reach out to someone for the podcast, for example, we won't just say, okay, cool, do this podcast and that's it. We try mm-hmm. and do collaborations around that or afterwards so we can, one, nurture the relationship and two, like, show the people that this is an authentic relationship because... You know, it's not based on fabrication. It's not based on, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we just want a little bit more attention, so we're just going to use you. Mm. You know, Which and is... I, I think that's very easy for other entities to see. You know, if you yeah. are, but because we're all, cyn- we're all that cynical, that's why there with mm. the Canadian people, then obviously they're going to see that and they're going to be like, okay, cool, I could see myself or ourselves working with this person. With that being said, it's probably just likely that we're similar to people to them because I think it was Aristotle, the philosopher, uh, that yeah. said, you, a friend of all is a friend of none. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't appeal to everybody. There's just no chance of happening. It's not realistic. Um, and, there are t- and we could have been totally uh, giving off the same impression to these people to how we would perceive, uh, how other people would perceive us, but because they're not the same kind of people as, as us, they think that we're arseholes. But they yeah. they were right um, about us being arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, yeah, I don't dispute that. I think we're all arseholes, man. To well, we're all going to be a spectrum. bit self-serving to yeah. some. To some you've got to be selfish there every now and then. Yeah, you've got to be cruel yeah. to be kind. Mm. Mm. Exactly. That's a good one. Wow, full of them today. <laughs> yeah, I, I read a phrase book earlier. <laughs> um, but in terms of my other priorities, practicing for our first gig, because we that's going to establish whether we're a band that's worth seeing in the future, and we yeah. need it to be polished. And all the guys, uh, that's, in, that's Paul, who's the other member of TMCF, and Ed and Darius, who are uh, with us for our live shows, are yeah. unbelievably fantastic to work with, because they put in the time, 
and they want to be there, which differs from my previous bands, yeah. where it was almost questionable as they as to whether they wanted to be performing or not. Whereas we have no issues this time, you know, everyone wants to be invested in it, which is what you were saying, you know, we where do you pour your energy? This is what we want to be doing. So this is why we're um, uh, identifying this as our priority. Yeah, and I feel like um, whatever stage you're at in team building or collaborations, like you have to be selfishly looking for mutual benefit. You know? What do you mean? So you have to be selfishly looking for a way to benefit both of you. You know, so your team member... And you, you're both benefiting from oh, the band. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, you know because I mean? well, you, if you have the same goal in mind, then yeah. I guess you just got to give each other a little bit of a kick up the arse every now and then. I, I know I've needed it before. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think that people should just be self-serving. They should be self-serving in a way that serves other people too. That's hard to you know find. What I mean? Well, yeah, I it, it's hard so. to find. But yeah. then again, we understand that it's a numbers game, right? So. When you're going up to girls and stuff like that, for example, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> listen, listen. It's just like door to door sales, right? Yeah, that's right. Very true. In a way that you know, uh, I did door to door sales for like uh, seven months or so, right? And they teach us, you're going to knock on a hundred doors, and you're going to probably get no more than six yeses. Okay. So they, that sets the expectation, and if you beat that expectation, you're over the moon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you you set the expectation low because not everyone is going to I mean, gravitate how, towards your energy. How often are you hitting on girls, though, to have that kind of ratio <laughs> Mate, of success rate? it's just an example. Right? <laughs> oh, right, I'm just saying. I don't DM 100 girls, bro. Maybe five. And it's like, I got six. Maybe. No, no, I got six. <laughs> six out of 100, not bad. Now right. right. sit down on the database. <laughs> I only DM nowadays for podcast guests because I find you inspirational. Just want to put that out there. Good save. Good save. Good save. Good save, Good save man. <laughs> But that um uh, leads me to the question about how long have you been doing this shit? You haven't given any context about how long you've tried to make band stuff work. Since I mean me and CJ were actually in a band yeah. Yeah. back in school. Yeah, back in the day. Back in back in school, yeah. Uh so that was when we were seventeen years old, I guess, that we started off doing that. Yeah, and I've been yeah. in that wasn't really a serious project. We thought yeah. it was at the time, but I think we were naive. Um, and then uh, we weren't a gigging band. It was just performing within school. And we put on our own show one time. That which was for charity, which did okay. Yeah, that one did I mean, right. Apart from yeah. the music. I mean, um, <laughs> but then I've been in another band called Electric Eric. Don't, yeah. don't search that on Google, which now you're going to. Uh, which which did pretty pretty good. Um, uh, I was There was an extra... You're doing some gigs. We, 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 yeah. we were, we were, I, I, yeah, I, I'm sure I sold you some, uh, yeah, put some tickets in your direction. Um, and that was around for about a year or so. And then I was in another established band called, established, called Lemon Venom, which mostly did okay. We were getting some nice shows every now and then, and we built up a little bit of um, uh, traction, you know, to get the ball rolling. But going back to what I said before, it's it was about how far we wanted to take it on our own personal development you know exactly, uh, in yeah. terms of our musicianship how much we wanted to be able to achieve um and how much we could push ourselves to to be able to vent, you know vent, venture out and experiment with our music mm -hmm. rather than just being like well this works that'll mm -hmm. do rather than putting into some actual thought into it i mean mm -hmm. and you'll know that as well you know yeah, when you're exactly. writing your music you want to give it something that's got a little bit of edge mm -hmm. um and for me when lockdown first started was the perf perfect opportunity um because the band that I was involved in w weren't 
so much interest in doing anything. I didn't want to sit around and be doing nothing. So me and a friend from another band called The Hats, called Paul Roberts, um, decided to start a project together. And it took off straight away. We were writing every day. We were sending each other music to keep each other inspired. Uh, yeah. And it was effortless. That's amazing when you have someone with the same drive to inspire you the same way you inspire them. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly, that's, that. yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I, I feel blessed for that. And then mm. it sort of took up took off from there. Um, that's all you need. Yeah. You have to identify those hidden gems around you, you know. But it's, hard, it, it's, it's, hard to find it's not that, hard to find. Exactly, it's very hard to find, sorry. You know, you know what it is? You can find a good musician mm. who's not committed. You can find shit musicians yeah. who are very committed, but it's so hard to find a good musician who also is committed. Yeah. So and I've been lucky to find that this time. So for the people who are trying to start Sorry, a CJ. band right now, <laughs> for the people who are trying to start a band right now, what would you say to them and how would you, uh, what, what advice would you have for them to keeping a band together and identifying where things should have broken up? Firstly, the music industry is not designed for success, so give up now. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say, ultimately, your definition of success is really going to be to have like a big impact on how you develop as a band. If you think it's down to financial success, then uh, you're on your way out because you don't make a lot of money from gigs, particularly, and it's it's hard to come by, um, you know, funding or or reasonable income. Um, you have to do it for yourself. You have to write music to make yourself happy because, uh, again, another bit of a cliché quote, if you place your uh, happiness in the hands of the audience, then, well, I forgot the quote, but it's <laughs> along the lines of that, uh, you know, you, you've got to, you've, you can't put you it in the hands. You have yeah, to, you yeah, have yeah, to, you have to, love you have to do it for yourself. It, right? yeah. And also another thing is that anyone that tells you that being a musician is fun all the time is either lying to you or they're very new at it because you there is so much... Uh, self-doubt and and like stress from it sometimes when especially when you know when you're writing a track yeah. and you're and you're doing the mixing process and you yeah. hear the same four fucking bars over and over and over exactly. and you go insane and then you go to yeah. bed and you're still dreaming about it and then you can't <laughs> even you can't even get away from it um i feel like we need to push you in the hands of someone who interprets dreams because I feel like they'll benefit yeah. you so much yeah, yeah maybe maybe <laughs> you know what we'll find someone we'll find someone if you interpret dreams let us know I'm a bit of a skeptic though, so if you do interpret my dream, I'm just going to say fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like tarot readers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's only so much I believe. Yeah, exactly. You believe in astrology? Anyone? You mean like uh, star sign jazz? Yeah. I do have a theory about it. I feel like I've been yeah. talking for 50 years right now, but, <laughs> I, do, good, but I do. I do have a theory, uh, and this is purely out of uh, this came out of my own. My my mum does believe in it, but the only theory that I can sort of apply to it in, in, in any sense is that. You're right, man. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to slip off the thing. <laughs> uh, is that the Earth moves around the sun, you know, and we're constantly in, in uh, a state of uh, gravity that has an effect on everything that lives inside the planet. Thank you for taking the piss out of me with my hand gestures. I need to uh, imagine my eyes closed. I was completely <laughs> doing that out of imagination. Okay. Coolio. Anyways, <laughs> so I reckon, again, just a theory, Based around your coordinates of the axis around the sun, depending on whether there's some kind of fluctuation in gravity, may affect the formation of your. The, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> may affect yeah, the, yeah, the formation of your. We have to make a fat edit over here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it may affect the formation of your brain during the point uh, from conception to birth. Yeah. Perhaps because that's that's the only kind of theory I can apply to it. You know the way, the way that our brains are phys are physically made up. 
I, I do believe there's some extent in the geometry behind what you just explained. Means like I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. <laughs> no, no, but and I'm no. not. I don't, I don't know too much about science, and that's just me sort of rambling on a little bit. So don't take my word for anything. But like, ever. yeah, I think, however, like both of us um, agree in like, or you know, believe in. What was I gonna say? Now I forgot. What, what were you gonna, gonna say? say? Astrology. <laughs> not not astrology, but like uh, components of it, right? So yeah. like energetic fields, um, how the geometry in every atom exists right and how that could you know uh, then lend itself to where your life's gonna go or the direction yeah. i also believe in karma you know mm -hmm. so there is elements of it that i agree with but i guess we're gonna have to get someone on who's really versed in astrology uh to talk to us about that. have you heard of the barham effect no so basically it's when people uh apply high high ratings of accuracy to um, things that are very applicable to so many people. It's like your life is going to go really well today. But I mean, I mean, not specifically that. I mean, yeah, not everyone's day. Not yeah. everyone's day goes. Yeah. But like, I don't know, mm, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna eat today <laughs> or something like that. And it's like yeah. I, I am gonna eat today. <laughs> no way. No. And but that's the, that's the thing. Sometimes you find with like astrology and horoscopes and stuff like that is that people are looking for a void. Uh, it's also called epistemic viciousness. But I think there's a benefit to that, a huge benefit to that, because people who have just broken up and like are depressed or yeah, have exactly. been through heartbreak, it serves a purpose then. But if you're talking about, you know, getting out of a hole that you've dug yourself in, you have to root yourself in accountability, I think. Mm. Like you have to root yourself in the accountability that you put yourself in the positions to get hurt by someone who wasn't trustworthy. Well, so you, mean, you mean holding yourself accountable for the way that people are going to behave towards you in the future or no, no. Or... so i'm saying there's two sides to every coin right yes right in every encounter so for example when i had a breakup yeah right a huge breakup and it wasn't my fault because technically it wasn't my it fault it was never my fault <laughs> no but listen i'm gonna she, go to the she was like you're stubborn like no i'm not <laughs> no, but yeah no it wasn't to do with like anything with the relationship per se it was to do with the fact that i was a different sect of religion to her stupid right oh wow. yeah i mean that it does suck actually okay yeah, so so fuck you anyways carry on that sucks man Don't no no no, yeah, but, no but i was saying like what, um, what religion was she Bro, we were both Muslim. Just Look, different... this is not even a... It's not even a conversation of how stupid it is because we all acknowledge the fact that that was a stupid breakup, stupid mm. reason to break up, right? And it's because the family was backwards. I think I but remember I that, should have identified the fact that her family was going to react in that way, but I was blinded uh, for the love that I had at the moment, so I couldn't dig myself out no, of the hole that I was going You can't blame yourself in. for that. You but have feelings I'm, for I'm not blaming yeah. myself, but I'm taking accountability for my portion. Does that make sense? It does, but I just does, don't. I think you're not giving yourself yeah, enough credit. Yeah, you're not giving yourself like, enough that, credit, man. That's, that's. I mean, we're saying the same thing here. I mean, I mean, me and this guy went through a breakup like re at the same time, and you know, we we feel the same about the subject. And to hear something like that, it's like, oh, it's yeah. it's tough to to listen to because I know what you mean, yeah, and I know that you know traditions uh, will be traditions and things will be what yeah. they will be, and as time passes and as things get more modernized it it seems to be changing but there will always be those traditions that i'm saying yeah of course and but that's that's why gender roles are, are a thing right yeah like, and that's why yeah. gender roles are becoming ambiguous as fuck yeah do you know what i mean no, but that's like, good that's good because uh, 
No, no, it is because I mean, it's, it's, it's down to the individual. It's totally down to the individual because because no one is specifically supposed to be a certain way. And if someone's you, you telling can you, you be a snowman if you want to, and that's okay. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't, I don't mean it to that excessive degree, man. But you know, but yeah, no, no. So let's go back. Let's go back to the fact that you guys um see that as me being harsh, right? I am. I mean, are you harsh on yourself? Harsh on yourself. I, I am one hundred percent being harsh on myself. Because I understand that 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 shouldn't be a valid reason for the breakup. There was obviously other reasons for the breakup. As right? well as. It wasn't just that. Um, so I'm making it seem harder, but that's just because we were talking about um, like these fad quotes that make you feel good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it serves a purpose in that realm. Now, obviously, I understand the benefit of me not being in that relationship. Right, because that was like you know the person I lost my virginity to. That was the person that I had a lot of first with. That was the person who like I basically learnt game through that uh, relationship, and that game was definitely transferred into multiple different avenues. 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 (laughs) That's why actually, and the funny thing is, the avenue was actually the birth of this podcast. Really? really? Are you guys talking about it? I'm, it's the birthplace oh, of all yeah, good yeah, ideas. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it yeah. is the birthplace. Now CJ can explain why. Because I've been chatting a lot. Ben's been chatting a lot. No, CJ it's, needs it's, to yeah. shut up, CJ. Because it's a fucking podcast, mate. Listen, I've been listening a lot. But yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, <laughs> Listen, I've been taking... I've been accountable for yeah, my no. listening portion <laughs> exactly, of the podcast. Exactly, I've been accountable for my listening point. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this is where we... Uh, the avenue is where we um, came up with the idea. It's when we were... Um, What's it, me, you, uh, Zani was on the walk. So when we had our reunion yeah. after about a couple of years? Wait, it was that day? That day, yeah, it was that day when you, uh, when you said, oh, we should make a podcast. Because we, we had some deep topics. And, That's uh, when I had to run off for a shit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I well, know we are just having a deep conversation of like where we're going, like what we're trying, what, uh, what our vision is for the future. I mean, Sorry. yeah, we're kind of, I think we're kind of in a state of like, we know where we, what we want to do, but we kind of don't know how to get there at the moment. So we just, uh, we began us through just sharing our like experiences and that. Obviously this was uh, when COVID, when the lockdown was uh, kind of um, more harsh, but not too harsh. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, so yeah, so we're just talking about like how COVID's affected us and all that. It's when it was, like restrictions were lifted to a certain extent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, we could meet up with six people, I think at that point. Yeah, and then literally yeah. when you, yeah, when you went home, like we're just like, oh, um, uh, we should we should make a podcast. Like we need something else apart from yeah. like our be... day jobs and apart like apart from you're just producing apart from my just writing. Yeah. Right. Well, golf coaching. I do a lot of shit apparently. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Um. At the avenue as well, I think we were both in a state of like me, me and CJ try and read as much as possible. I think because of the podcast, we've read a lot less, you know. <laughs> but we're trying to get back into that. And um, a lot of what I was reading was about finding your purpose. You know, I was reading Third Circle Theory by Pajman Gandhimi. What theory? The Third, Third Circle Theory. That, that's a good, that was a good book, yeah. It, it, it's that's an amazing book. Yeah, and yeah. It, essentially, when we were talking about, you know, how do we get there, I was trying to offer solutions to Ben's problems Yeah. at that point. So, so many problems. No, but you <laughs> This podcast ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't, I won't, like, obviously go into the finer details of what Ben was going through at the point. But, like, he was talking about his relationships, 
he was talking about his karate school and how he's not getting as many clients as he'd want to. Mm-hmm. Don't forget my relationships. He wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't pushing out his uh, karate stuff as much, and that's probably one of the reasons why he wasn't getting uh, enough traction. But also, also COVID, he was undervaluing man. himself. Yeah, COVID. Co- right? COVID as well was like. And tra- yeah, also COVID made it difficult for him. And obviously, I was just you know trying to offer just In- a solution. You know, I well, I remember walking away from that feeling uh, motivated as ever to try and take it to the next level, which I did. I did do. I did like sort of pick up a few clients here and there. Yeah. Um, But it's just you you know, have you you guys have heard of the term instant gratification? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we talk about that too much. Yeah, yeah, we talk about. We need to stop talking. (laughs) No, 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 not enough. Always, (laughs) always talk about it because. I think it plays such a huge role in the fact that people don't want to take the time to commit to anything that betters themselves. Yeah. And that is including martial arts because martial arts is such a slow process. You have to do the mm. same move, same same as any sport really. You've got the repetition it's and the monotony and the repetition. And you just take something as simple as you know, building patience. a house. And patience. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, yeah. Something as simple as building a house takes a shitload of time. You have to lay brick by brick. In the same way of any profession, any specialization, you have to lay the foundation brick by brick. Yeah, but I feel yeah, I feel like that's just a um, it's just a result of like um, just that that increase of consumerism, you know, with all like net you know stuff like Netflix, video gaming, all that. There's always there's always it, it seems like doing uh, playing video games is the easier option rather than let's say going to the gym. Well, it's, it's very, that, it's yeah. way more accessible, way more yeah, accessible. It's, it's, it's and more faster. Accessible. Yeah, exactly. Like, Do you remember a guy called Mr. Ashter? He was at our school. Mr. Ashter, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. told me that. I mean, it's not like we didn't know about this. He was sort of lecturing us as, as though we didn't know. But um, like VHS, the VHS tapes and stuff. You obviously you've got to rewind it, and it takes like a certain yeah. amount of time. But he was talking in terms of video games that it would take an hour to reset the video game to the beginning. And obviously these days, mm. kids would be like, what's going on? I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, you know, th- there is, there is I love no when, patience I love when for anything. Like, uh, older gentlemen were kind of like trying to explain to us things and like in a condescending way. Mm. And I feel like to a certain extent, like we all take that on because we all want to flex that attention hall muscle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we, just yeah, we just want recognition for acknowledging these kind of things. But yeah. that happens from every generation to the next generation. We all, this, like our generation now thinks we're better than the last and we always think that we're better than the one that comes next. Like we know better than them. But the one that comes after us thinks they know better than us. And the thing is that they do. Yeah, you know? yeah. in some ways, but not in other ways. Apart from TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I've started doing right. TikToks, man, and I hate myself. <laughs> I can't lie, I hate myself. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, give people uh, a look into my journal, essentially, and you know, into you know the different steps that I'm taking to rise up. But it's just so cringy, bro. And I can't do the effects properly. And like, they're eight seconds long, and I get forty views in ten hours, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Forty views is not bad. It's really. shit on is TikTok. It? I mean, com- it's that's shit. The thing, compared to TikTok, it's all forty people. The like, organic reach that you're supposed to get from a zero follower account is a thousand on a semi decent video Seriously? but the thing is we spoke about this the other day the content that you find on instagram and tiktok and they're labeled as creators is horse shit yeah it is it is just such bollocks <laughs> and normally it is literally bollocks you know? <laughs> like, and they're like ooh, you know a bit of that 
but yeah. you you see those people who are going yeah. viral they have either accidentally yeah. or purposely studied the algorithm to the point yeah. where they can get that organic reach and you're sitting there like these guys are stupid and they're sitting there like fuck you guys i'm making the piece from this organic reach they that make I'm getting. money from tiktok Eventually, you can make money from anything. You can make money from anything. I've got to go. We've got to make TikToks now, man. Okay, you can make money from YouTube, right? I thought about this last night for some reason, it came into my head. There used to be this video where a guy would like make fucking stupid sounds and smash eggs on the floor and be like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know what I mean? How to basic. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. I'm going to get a fucking slut. Yeah. Put a Charlie. Two bananas. I mean, the thing is, there is no significance to it and I, I know that not everything has to be so like sophisticated and intellectual and all that but i just don't see any kind of no. value in someone fucking smashing eggs all over the floor and everyone be like this is great guys this is fucking amazing but it's, it's, it's like, not even it that. that that's what we they did when we were like kids now it's just girls going on there and just you know dressing just very not exposing yeah exposingly and just <laughs> you yeah. like how he like danced around that frame? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not one to complain about it, but like. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's just. I feel like that's kind it's of quite controversial. If, let's be real. As as like men, we give a beautiful woman more attention. Like, if you're a good-looking girl, you're yeah. gonna get more. Like in anything, you're gonna get more attention than just like us. You know how you were joking about like like Instagram pic? I mean, you took a picture of me and took a picture of um. I forgot her name, but yeah, you're saying you're taking the mic. Like, obviously, she's gonna get um more likes. What? You're an alright looking guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, why are you looking at me like you're gonna kill me? <laughs> well, I'm waiting for what you're gonna say first. Nah, I'm gonna type. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but yeah. But, but unfortunately, the hotter commodity is gonna be women, isn't it? That's, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And another, that's, that's, another that's point we, that I have. That's, that's that. a sharp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally talking. Yeah, that's how we've been. That's just how we've been programmed, isn't it? From young. Everything, everything is like kind of centered around a woman in a way. Like as you know, we always watch centered around beauty. But that's because yeah. of commercialism in a magazine. But can yeah. also point out as your guest, you said you're going to come on at some point. Lily will definitely say to you that a woman has any right to uh, express herself and, and well expose her body in any way without it having to be sexualized, right? Yeah, but it's the fair. fact that, which is fair, you know, because at the end of the day, it is just a human body. Is that but possible? But yeah, that's the thing. Is it it's really all about perspective, possible? Though. Do you really think that exposing your body... And expecting to not be is, sexual. Yeah, exactly. Are you, like, mm. set the mm. expectation? It depends. I think it's about the response, whether you're going to be inappropriate or not. Or not. Because you can be attractive to someone and not be like, whoa, hey. I yeah, feel like people know? hide behind that veil. Yeah. It, I feel like it is inherently sexual. But people say it's not to show the world that they're not seeing it like that. Which is false because you can't control your ins. Well, you can, you can't, you can't decide what you're attracted to, and ultimately, uh, based on like the the male uh, uh, libido and all that jazz. Yeah, that he doesn't you, have non-existent. You're typically attracted to those uh, 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 erogenous zones of the body. I don't. I don't think many people know about original zones like that. So maybe you have uh, a lot to fill in the audience with because means, there's like it, seven original zones. They said it in Friends. I downloaded oh, yeah. that information. 
Did you? I still don't know yeah. that information. What they when were Monica was explaining that shit, I wrote that shit down. Did you? I was like, I need all the I help saw, I can get. Did I you watched... see me when I was 13? <laughs> Mate! <laughs> I needed all the help I could get. Unpopular oh. opinion, by the way. Not a fan of Friends. Thank you, thank you. See, I don't watch that show. See, Adam add as well, innit? See, this is why this is why he's gonna be a Let's manager. Let's start the No Friends Club. <laughs> <laughs> no Friends Club. <laughs> So, so no, I'll be there for you. Like, no, I'll yeah, be there what? for you, man. We'll we're on be our there own for now. each other, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's a life lesson. No one's gonna pick you, you up on the ground. You've got to stand up for yourself sometimes because your friends just will not be there for you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, please back the point up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, going back to yeah, going back, <laughs> going back to, <laughs> going back going to back the beginning of the conversation when we started. Um, remember, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Shall, shall we? Shall we go back to the instant gratification thing? Because I wanted to ask you, and then yeah, you yeah, can yeah, ask yeah, me whatever, whatever you wait, want. Let me check about your farm. Wait, wait. Let's circle the arena. Part two. Part two. Part two. Yeah, we part changed. Part two. We changed absolutely nothing on the set. Uh, part two. Part two. You, you sound like a hot, the guys in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> it's like it was just an accident. <laughs> I mean, that didn't sound like anything. Like anything. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we were talking about our different beliefs, right? Yeah. So. First, I'm gonna uh, hand over to the guest, <clears throat> and you can kind of tell me like some of the beliefs that you've had growing up and how that's fed into your life. All right. Negatively and positive. Give me one of each. All right. So, I'll start off by saying. Then fucking read the shit. You know what I'm saying. Like? Uh, I'll start off by saying, <laughs> I'm a firm believer of. Uh, what is it again? <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So. I'll give you a couple of examples, positive and negative. So, uh, as I said, I'm, I moved to Ukraine uh, two years, almost three years ago. Yeah, now. we have to dive into that first. Yeah, we need yeah. to dive into that, mate. And I remember just before I moved, it must have been two months before, I I had been at my job for three three years, something like that. Maybe mm. just, just under three years. And I was uh, I finally saved up enough to like buy something that I really wanted, like a a, a new car or something, mm-hmm. nothing special, just like something nice. Because I had like a, it was you know yeah, so every, savings. You were like, okay, yeah, let me be a little mm, bit frivolous. Exactly. Yeah. You use the word again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to express um, yourself. So so I went into this whole process of trying to apply for like uh, the, the these loans that they make for cars and stuff, uh, and I was rejected. Mm-hmm. And I took it to heart. I was like, oh, damn, I, ca- I can't believe I was rejected for this shit. <laughs> this is in your house, bro. <laughs> this is monster all over again, bro. My stomach just does that. Just ignore it. Um, <laughs> the bowel movements behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put those That's like, how much goes into this shit. Go, the clappers. The shit. The clappers. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Try and go What was I saying? Oh, um, uh, yeah. So. Everything happens so the for car. a reason. Yeah, yeah so. So I got rejected for that, uh, and then yeah, I took it to heart, and then I tr- and I called someone. Uh, it was like an advisor, and they basically mm-hmm. just told me, like, you know, the process itself was really complicated. They told me to do like two times that: do this, do this, do this, do this, and then you won't be rejected. So I went through all that effort, yeah, took like another week numbers, or two. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And again, no, I was I, I did it. I did the same thing for my PCP agreement, and the same thing for my American Express card. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. You you have to do these things because you understand how to manipulate your environment. Yeah, you know. But carrying. But um, sad so, so, <laughs> so that happened, and then I was rejected again, and and again I was distraught. And then the next month or two months later, something like that, I got the news that I was moving to Kiev. So, if 
I did, if that actually went through, you know, that it would have changed my life completely because I wouldn't have gone to Kiev. Mm -hmm. So I would have had that commitment. Exactly. You yeah. know, and it, it just, to me, it was like, you know, that, that happened for a reason. You know, I wasn't meant to get that, that thing in my life at the time, you know. And now, well, I, I moved to Kiev and then I came back here every so often when I lived there. Yeah. And I bought, uh, I tried again and I got another car. Uh, well, not another car. I got a car, but a different one. And again, it was just, that was the biggest blessing ever because it let me do so many different experiences, you know, like drive all the way through Europe, all the way to Kiev once and back. Yeah. And it was, it's, that going back to what I said, everything, you know, when something doesn't happen and it's just not meant to be, doesn't matter how how badly you beat the dead horse or something, if, if, if it just isn't meant to be, it's not meant to be. And to be yeah. honest with you, I think that belief is pretty objective. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's mm. not necessarily just a belief as much as it's factual, you know? Everything, yeah. you know, as cliche as it sounds, everything does happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, that was probably the best thing for you because you didn't have something yeah. to hold you back. And I guess we can tie that back into the instant gratification thing because if um, all of us weren't aware of the instant gratification that comes from social media, that comes from Netflix, that comes from all of these things. And we're so aware of it now that we know that sometimes delayed gratification is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not always sure. the best thing to, well, I mean, simple things like cheating on your girl, it's stupid, right? Just break up and then yeah, do yeah, your yeah. thing in it. But, mm. you know, some people need that instant gratification so much that they're willing to break a contractual yeah. thing you know between a marriage or between you know a relationship or whatever so i think that's a very valid point um it's true you want to give something no, i'm right okay. <laughs> i was gonna say do you want to talk about how you're learning another language oh that's yeah we'll do that's we'll do that thing. after because we're gonna yeah, obviously yeah, talk, talk to him about ukraine let's, yeah let's talk oh. about his, uh, traveling first because I know you've tra you've literally been like everywhere. I swear, you've been to Miami. I swear. Yeah. Hawaii, Miami, Hawaii. Flipping, Kiev. Like. We just come. That's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want I want to go back Dominican to. Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Shout yeah, out yeah. all my Dominicans out here. <laughs> um, but yeah. So you said that you found out you were going to Kiev. Yeah. So explain much. that because. That yeah, that was that a big one. A... That's a big one. Yeah. So. So around about that point, it was two months after that big distraught moment of when I was just trying to make my myself the car like, rejection yeah. yeah yeah like I wanted that gratification you know yeah, to get yeah, something yeah. nice for myself um my work was going through a bit of like uh, a rough patch yeah, yeah you know if that makes sense like a relationship <laughs> uh, because we 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 had some people quit and we weren't I mean my boss wasn't sure what to do if he was even going to continue and then he went to Kiev to this uh like it was like a conference for, for our industry, the iGaming industry. And it really opened his eyes to what potential there is in Kiev, um, business and other places as well. Uh, and, <laughs> and uh, no, no, but it was really, it was like an eye opener for him. Yeah. So he said to himself, you know, I can probably do what I did in London, but in Ukraine, in Ukraine mm -hmm. probably for cheaper, for, uh, you know, there was there was a lot of potential there. You Untapped know? market, etc., etc. Exactly. Yeah. And so he basically 
asked me, you know, I mean, actually, first he took me there. We went there together yeah. uh, on two different occasions. And then on the second time when we came back, uh, they weren't spread apart. They were only about a month apart. He was like, you know what? Uh, do you want to move here for three months? And I was like, wow, yeah, that, that sounds like a really cool experience. And I was like a 21-year-old living at my parents' house my whole life, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he was like, all right, you do that, but you do that on your own means. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. I, if you give me the experience, I'll, I'll handle everything that it comes with. So I found uh, we when we went to visit, we actually like created an office there. So we hired some staff. So one of the staff members was uh, was really kind to help me find an apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, and she actually found someone she knew. And we found a place. Uh, and I set it all up. And then I went there. And... <laughs> Sorry, <man. laughs> And um, yeah, and it and it was supposed to last three months, but now it's lasted three years. So That's it's, insane, it's it's yeah, it's 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 crazy. And of course, COVID hit about halfway through that endeavor, so a year and a half ago, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So you were and there a bit, a bit before. Yeah. W no, way before COVID. Yeah, way before. Yeah, way before. Yeah, wow. It was December 2018, and uh, you know, you felt on top of the world when you get into that situation because you, you finally live by yourself. You get to experience yeah. what that's like. And I'm I'm grateful for that. Yeah, some people might find that uh, scary, you know, uh, stepping out, basically stepping out of their comfort zone. They, let's say they've been living with their parents all this time, and then to to go out of that environment, to go into a new environment, an environment that you don't know, yeah, unfamiliar yeah, territory, yeah. unfamiliar territory, to 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 live on your own by your own means. So how did you find that? That to how be did honest, you gain the courage to you know, take the plunge of moving to a different city where you have to you know. Uh, somewhat understand the language, you know, different yeah. uh, society measures, societal norms. How do you? You know what? I've been asked yourself, this yeah. a lot, and my one answer for it is always the same. When I arrive in any country that I travel to, you know how you go to the passport desk mm -hmm. and you give your passport? Yeah. Ukraine is the only country ever where the passport lady, when I first arrived there, she said to me, Welcome to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. You know? I've never been said it that happen. before. It, it never happen. happens. Oh, they dude. just like they just look at you like, yeah, give me your documents and stuff. But yeah, she people was, are just working, bro. Yeah, I'm behind yeah, the yeah. desk. Don't talk to me. <laughs> exactly. You know and, I mean? and you don't blame them for that because you know. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, I'm his laugh track, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the audience laugh. That's him. Ah. <laughs> He's doing the voiceover. Yeah, Gary. All over Yeah, you can't blame them for you know probably dealing with all the bullshit they deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I appreciated that so much, and it just gave me the. The, you know, it made me look in a different light as to when I arrived in this place. And then... Yeah, because it, it reflects on the country, you know? It does. The first person you see in Ukraine telling you welcome... It does. It says the president for the whole of Ukraine. Mm. You know? And everyone I met there when I, vis when I visited the first two times, where they're all so hospitable. You know, you go into... You, you go into restaurants and some... The waiters and waitresses or something, they don't even have notepads. They, they like... They can't, you know, you tell them 10 things and they remember everything that you, and they remember like stuff about you the next time you come, mm -hmm. you know? And They're just like when you go to like Eastern European bars and restaurants. Yeah. Same shit. Same shit. Like they, I don't know, I guess they have a knack for memory, you know? It's, <laughs> because it, they don't need notepads or anything. I know. It just, it just shows you their determination. It's, and it's like, it kind of inspired me in a way. Yeah. And uh, of course it was difficult with the language barrier and everything. Uh, because not everyone speaks English there. Mm -hmm. Like when I first moved there and I went, like my first shopping experience, for example, I went grocery shopping. And 
you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. You get the stuff you need, but sometimes you need help and they don't understand you. Um, but luckily we live in this day and age where we can just, you know, just get your phone and mm-hmm. use the translator app and then Bob's mm-hmm. your uncle. Uh, but, but like... And for, Bob it, might be someone's uncle out there. Shout yeah, out to you, Bob. shout out to Bob. <laughs> Love you, mate. Um, but yeah, so we, we do live in a time where it's like very accessible and, and it doesn't... It doesn't have to. <laughs> but do you know what? I heard my voice yeah, yeah. there. You know, I sound, <laughs> accessible. I sound like such a tool. We feel a little bit of But yeah, just, just, just. Yeah, how are you gonna take the piss out of me? <laughs> Listen, you two should be the new hosts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Even though it was well, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, just to kind of understand your background, where you come from in order to show the audience how you've had that courage or what you've seen in your life before making that plunge and you know uh what you've seen beforehand so did you travel before with your family and stuff like that had you had exposure to new uh, possibilities new cities etc yeah yeah i i also at that same time as the car as moving to kiev i was going through a breakup uh Mm -hmm. two actually in the same year uh, it was uh, at yeah. the same time. Yeah, the yeah. Same time. <laughs> um, no, one happened in the summer, and then I was really distraught, and then got in another relationship, and then that ended. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's the it's the classic old uh, rebound. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I hate that phrase, but it's it's un- the unfortunate truth. Well, I mean, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but we have to get over it somehow, you know. Sometimes we just need <laughs> need to exchange that shit, you know. Sometimes uh, you have to exchange semi-skill milk for organic milk, you know? Yeah, exactly the same thing, totally. It's the same thing, though. I do have a question for you, by the way. Was there anything when you arrived in Kiev for the first time that terrified you and made you think, why the fuck am I here right now? Yeah, the beautiful women. You know yeah. what? That is scary Yeah, no, that made me want to stay. No, but like, uh, to... Hmm... But I think we can definitely go back on the fact that because he's had the exposure to different cities, because, I mean, when you're a kid, you're not in control of what you're exposed to. You're not in control of your reality and you're shown a reality. And it seems like your folks or your family were tapped in enough to be like, okay, cool. My kid needs to have that exposure so that they can see beyond the possibilities that just London can give. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, isn't isn't it funny how people who aren't exposed to that shit are less likely to go out and work somewhere for a year and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Are scared to start a new venture, are scared to get out of a nine-to-five kind of culture. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's important for people to actually to kind of open their voice crack. It's important yeah. for people to um, open their minds. And like opening minds, <laughs> opening minds. Shout out to opening minds class. But it's but yeah. understanding that the beliefs didn't organically come from you mm. you know in the same way that yeah. you're taught a religion yeah right you're taught a way to you know do this or act or have you know um what's right and what's wrong yeah you know and your perception of that it's individual perceptions all the time and that's why sometimes i question whether we should even uh judge people on an individual on an individual level versus judging people as a group Judgment of what? Just anything. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, judge a person on... Like, um, we should judge people on an individual level and not what race they belong to, 
mm. not what uh, religion they follow. You know, that kind of thing. Did I fall asleep or something? I feel like we've gone into a whole new topic right now. And I'm just like, it's like, very too neat. I know, Matani's there. I took you, it there. Yeah, you, you just took it there, you know. I took it's it there. Really... Basically, we're trying to uncover you guys' beliefs so that they can understand where you're coming from. And we're trying to like put the piece together to show the audience why your beliefs then translate into what your just, life Just is. to let people know, so that the manager... He's literally just laying on the floor, just pretending yeah. <laughs> yeah. to feed himself grapes. <laughs> yeah, pretending you know, to feed himself grapes. He could do a giveaway with his top hat or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and we need a girl to feed him grapes as yeah. well. That, that's <laughs> what he's asking for right now. That's in the that's the position he's sitting in actually, alone. In. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we can sort of take that to you, and you can kind of show people some of the beliefs that you've had growing up. Uh, growing up, or ones like And how just... that's translated into your life. Okay. Uh, so what's well, a core without... belief that your parent has, has told you? And then go from there. So, uh, without getting too, without being too candid about it and without going too deep, I do come from a little bit of a dysfunctional family. Uh, mm -hmm. So... Say, say whatever you want to the limit. Right, that's yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would also another thing is that when I went to primary school, I went to a place where the teachers were bullies. So to be honest, a lot of any any kind of beliefs, that, yeah, exactly. Disc yeah. yeah, we were in the same primary school. Mm. Any beliefs that you sort of try to develop yourself when you're a child, when you're attacked by such toxic adults that, that are responsible for the lives of children, responsible for development, can really sort of hold you back from figuring out things. So I reckon really I actually had that point in my notes. So carry on. So, so I reckon in a lot of my my experience, I've really learnt things um, uh, sort of in my adolescent years rather than does that count as growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Also, of course, also yeah. I've learnt a lot of things from from karate about respect and etiquette. Um, but then also yeah. when only when I became about uh, twenty or so, I sort of started to have a wider perspective. In that, um, I realised that I wasn't the only person that existed, or mm. the only person that mattered. Uh, I think everybody is as important and unimportant as each other. So that's one thing that I've really learned. I try to see uh, in my day-to-day -day life. And also the fact that you've just got to do things for yourself. Not as in like in being selfish, but without without judgment from, from anyone. Because everyone's going to judge you on anything that they can. Yeah. I feel like people are, people are going to judge you from uh, their experiences. And their kind of or lack of experience. Yeah, lack of experience. Yeah, you know, of the, 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 I'll be honest with you. A lot of the critique that I've had, because you're bound to get any kind of critique. Yeah. But, but what I have had has mostly been from non-musicians, people that have like no experience. That's not to say that they can't enjoy music or whatever. Mm. But you know, when they're talk, when you can watch, you can see someone. Sometimes you're looking at them straight in the face, and you watch them talking out of their butt. Yeah. You know, their mouth, lips aren't moving. It's all coming out down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> People have always got a lot to say, even if they don't really have that much to uh, offer to a conversation or, or, to, yeah. or to give you some kind of what do they call it when it's um, uh, some kind of criticism? What's it called? Uh, constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. It's never that. People have always got something to say because they're redirecting their own um, uh, uh, the, the emotions. They're doing yeah. the emotions yeah. they can't handle by themselves, exactly. which probably stem from their own childhood. Childhood. Yeah. And that goes without saying, isn't it? Like everyone wants that attention hole muscle to be flexed. You know? Everyone has that attention everyone hole inside that, yeah. them. Mm. And it, your insecurities are shown by how much you flex that muscle. 
I reckon it's also a lack of social warmth that people feel depending on how much attention they've been given to as a child. 100% bro. You know, yeah. and that's... Attention is like the biggest commodity in humans. Yeah, yeah, because we all have a fear of death and every fear mostly relates to death. So instinctively we believe in, well, we, we live by survival in numbers. That makes sense, right? That <laughs> went dark for a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. That's the only territory I We don't talk about death on this podcast normally, but this is the first. And we are enjoying ourselves in We're the dark midst of London right now. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. Well, no, I was just about that instinctively. That's, uh, it, we live in a very uh, safe place, reasonably. Apart from that, uh, <laughs> you know, there's no crime. Apart from the knife crime we witnessed yeah. earlier, that yeah. was yeah. 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 But ultimately, yeah. we do live in a reasonably safe place com- compared to like the ceaseless murders that happened, you know, b- before before we had uh, uh, controlled civilization, really. You know, and I, and what I mean by that is the introduction of forensics, where people could actually be caught by things, not like, um, mm. not like we'll take a photograph of a dead body that we caught here, and then uh, that'll be it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean I, I just think we live in a safe place. Yeah, people kind of uh, gain their experiences through trial and error, right? Yeah. Sorry, you have to go back to your point. I kind of forgot what I was going to say, so you kind of have to repeat your point. Okay, I was talking about. Oh, I've lost my train of thought now. God damn. Was, well, uh, this is Ben Kilimanjaro podcast, <laughs> <laughs> a home of uh, lost thoughts. Yeah, I just um, think when when you um, fuck, <laughs> I lost it about again. safety and stuff. So what do I say? I think if you go looking for something, you're gonna see it more and more. Yeah. Basically, right? If you look for danger, you're gonna see danger more. Yeah. If you look into the music industry, you're going to become an expert in it eventually, and you're probably going to have a career in that. Sphere. Can I say that I disagree? Do you know what I mean? I actually had a conversation with my brother and uh, the drummer of my band about achieving things you want to achieve. And this is literally the opposite. You can cut this if you want. This is the opposite <laughs> Look, of what, you're, what it's about. I think sometimes you do have to be realistic in that you can't just say, I will achieve anything I want to achieve. Because, I, for example, uh, for me, I'm like an auditory learner and I can pick things up like musically, not, yeah. too, not too bad, you know, and all that. Um, if someone asked me to do... I was going to say Picasso, but that's just scribbles. But if someone asked me to do some like some intricate artwork, there is no chance in hell. They say it's bound to practice and I can get pretty good at it, but compared to other people, there is no chance in hell that I can get to a certain level. And as much as I try and convince myself, and as much as I want I it like... that bad... No, that, not... that, that's technically not what I was saying, but... Okay, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> you got, obviously, you got you have a vision of something, but also you've got to take the action. You've got to take the steps towards it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously I agree with that point. You have to have a sense of realism, you know? Yeah. If I want to become a Picasso-like painter now, it's yeah. probably not going to happen. You know, because I have no motivation to do it. I don't have a lot of friends around me who do yeah. that kind of thing, so I'm yeah. not going to be inclined to do that, for example. But what I do have is a know-how of, you know, marketing, golf, and these kind of things. And that's why I do them. But you do so that the more and more that I write, the more inclined I am to write. That's because of you, not mm. because your friends. Exactly. You just said it's because of what your friends are doing, like you wouldn't be inclined to go into That's just involved. an element of what I was oh, talking I about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the people around you are more so than not, like they say that your net worth is going to be the combined value of your five best friends. Do you agree with that principle? No, that's an interesting principle. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just the... I almost completely disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> go for it. Because, everyone, why you because everyone's circumstances are different. You know, uh-huh. people have different opportunities that they're presented with, and people are willing to go 
different uh, different lengths to achieve what they want to do. And just because your friends are doing something doesn't mean it's definitely going to guarantee that you're going to do something as well. Actually, although... Well, I mean, you, you have to have a certain level of realism when you when I say these kind of things as well. Like, I don't obviously believe that because I'm, I make friends with you, I'm going to become a rock star. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying star. that. <laughs> I'm saying that the beliefs, values and opinions of people who you grow up around are going to have an inkling into how you think about things and how you perceive things. In the same way that when you were a kid, your parents were the ones who were governing that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my point. I had a friend who I met up with recently, Kim, and uh, she said to me, you become the 10 people that you spend the most time with. I had a Which, quote like, like that, but, but you're saying the five people that you... Yeah. Well, the same thing, essentially. <laughs> that but, was the quote that I was talking about, by the way. But then, but then what part of you is yourself? Yeah. None. None. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's just about, um, like... What the, do you the, think the, that quote is saying? The environment, because obviously you hang... The people, you're going to be influenced in one way or another by the people you hang around with. They, they're going to help shape you. So the environments that you put yourself into and all that are going to... Kind I'm of kind of to say something. You're forgetting the most important thing. Like, first of all, you need those five... What were we talking about at the end of that? Our environment creates, you know, our environment always... Um, you yeah, know, you're a combination of your environment, your beliefs, and... That's it! Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true, though. You know, that's always true. So, um... Do you guys come here often? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we, we should end it on... People who are watching this... Looking at you guys, they, they might want software developing, right? Mm-hmm. They might want to be a software developer. They might want to start a band or do karate. I don't know how those two are intertwined in the first place, but just don't fair do enough it. on you. Just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. 1% of people will be successful and that's not you, mate. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess just, you know, pieces of advice. Because uh, coding is obviously a really hot commodity right now. In my Mario workplace classes. right now, they're regarded as like almost the top dogs. Underneath the, you know, CEO management team. Yeah. So the... how would you uh, oh, Jesus advise on the coming one? Colin, you're right. Maybe you should ask the question. No, 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 keep the rest on. No, don't, don't, don't. He'll ruin his eyes. Yeah, I'll let you ruin my eyes. If you want to see something, have you seen those? Because my brother and my dad does it as well. Be careful, man. You literally can't see. You can't see anything, bro. All right, so. Okay, so as a software developer, I mean, I started when I was... Uh, First of all, we didn't even know if you went uni or school or whatever, oh, so yeah, I guess no, give no, that no. background yeah, and just give it Yeah, a... let's do that. Uh, I, I didn't go to uni. No, I, I started when I was 11 years old, when I got my first laptop. Um, I was like, huh? Yeah, 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 you were there. This guy was there. I have a video yeah, of us. I, I think I remember him even telling me. Yeah, to be fair. It was, uh, I was lucky enough to have that privilege to, to get such an amazing gift. Uh, I got a, a laptop when I was only 11 years old. Uh, and I used to really like to game, but I was so interested in what was going on behind it. So I just started like writing these crappy little <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what made me, that's what started me off. So I just, it was kind of self-taught from there. And then I ended up working, uh, a few years passed, and I ended up working for like a YouTuber who, um, who, who ran a couple of servers on the game Minecraft. You might have heard of it. Uh, that's when I was like 14, 15 yeah. years old. Probably heard of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was on a really yeah. big channel as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, what was his name? Oh, his name was TBNR Frags. I don't know. 
you guys know who he is. He's quite, he's quite a big guy now, but mm. back then he was, he'd be still big. He was still a good YouTuber. Yeah. Had a big following. Uh, but uh, that's where I actually met a lot of my, um, I mean, thanks to him, I've met a lot of my friends that also do the same sort of thing mm -hmm. that also inspired me to do that. So that's when I was 14, 15, like pushing 16. And then that's when I took it into a kind of commercial way. I started learning uh, and teaching myself more things in order to, not just the coding aspect, but also the, the you know, sysadmin stuff, which is like how to deploy your 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 code or your programs whatever it is you make uh because that's where that's where it gets difficult because it's all well and good if you know how to code but if you don't know how to deal with it efficiently then you know you need a whole another person for that um so long story short yeah i didn't go to uni i didn't even study mm -hmm. computer science or anything it's all just from it's my helpful. natural interest you know mm. I, I was always interested in technology um when i got my car I was so interested in in stuff that was happening behind the scenes, you know. I'm a huge fan of Tesla and and the CEO of the of the company. And shout out Elon. Shout out Elon. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so fake Elon. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was just it was it's just a huge inspiration from other other you know some famous people, some really close some friends. friends as well. Yeah. So, yeah, like my a close friend from America. His name is Joey. Shout out to Joey. He's a really talented developer, and he he makes tons of money doing what he does, uh, and he, that's it's just someone I look up to. You know, I could uh, I wish I could be some, you know, as good as that one day. Um, so like, if we break that down, right? When you were a kid, you were interested in gaming. Yeah. So you taught yourself that skill, and that's yeah. why you did it. You didn't even have a uh, an inkling of what that could do for you financially. No, not at all. Right? I was just I was just so a he guy, was just doing it for the pure love of it. Pure love. In of the it, same yeah. way that. Ben does music, right? In the same way that you do producing, right? Yeah. So you're doing, you're using that Ikigai principle of going for your passions, and somehow you can get paid for that too. So it's a balance uh, of both. Exactly. Right. And then afterwards, that you kind of find out that you could get paid a lot, and then you put more into it. Yeah. So when I was I was working for Tesco for a couple of years, and I was yeah, I got this random email saying you know do you want to come for an interview, and I didn't think much of it. I was like all right, I'll go. How old were you um, at this point? I was. 19 right yeah 19 mm -hmm. uh or maybe even 18 i don't know 18 or 19 and i went and i had an instant connection with the with the guy that interviewed me my current boss because you know we have the same background so uh, i think he just recognized my name and that's how that's how like he wanted to interview me um and then the interview was kind of it was iffy because he pulled his business partner in and he started asking me some test technical not testicle <laughs> tech, <laughs> technical <laughs> questions which i couldn't answer yeah, yeah. because i was like because you were nice no i was nice, i was nervous yeah. as well i didn't i, I like they're also irrelevant as to what the job was that's a whole different story yeah, but yeah. in any case uh i didn't think much of it and i didn't think i'd get the job but i ended up being given a chance and that's what started the career that I have today. You know, that one chance, and there's a whole deal of luck that comes with it. You know, mm -hmm. you know and that's what another back to my point of everything happens for a reason. You know, I I, I may not have that may that email for the interview might have gone into my spam. You know, mm -hmm. and I never mm -hmm. would have seen it, uh, or I would have just not thought much of it and just not shown the initiative and just not gone. Um, so it's it's a it's a huge deal of luck. But once you have that thing that you do have a passion for. 
you know, it, it will come to you. And if it doesn't come to you, then you have to make it come to you, you know, by showing the initiative, showing, giving the effort. And, and eventually it does, it does happen because like, not everyone is, is lucky enough to have the one thing that they strive for. They have a passion straight for, away, straight yeah. away happen. Exactly. But you know, I mean, if you're a firm believer in, in doing what you love, I mean, I think that's what you should do. I don't think you should settle ever. You know, I think you, if you mm. if you if you really into something, you should never give up on it. You know, of course there are harsh realities behind that, but it's. I mean, of course no one knows certain people's situations, but that's just what I believe. Yeah, and this is not me advocating for gambling, but you know, if you don't get that number, <clears throat> spin again. Spin you know again. I mean? Spin yeah. again until spin you again. hit that until thing. That's like do. okay, cool. I can see myself doing it for the rest of my life and I can see myself having a smile when I do it. Exactly. That's the most important part. Oh, man. So yeah, any advice to people? Who any want advice? To um, advice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, if you, if you love something, stick to it. You know, and that sounds really cliche, but it's, it's so important to... You know, if, there are off days where you don't have motivation, where you're like, oh, what am I doing? I don't think I can do this, but though that's okay, and that's all part of it, and that's the beauty of it too, because it all comes with a struggle. It all comes with the the success isn't you know those cliche things where success is built of like ten failures or something. It's it's all very true, and the one piece of advice I could give is check your email. No, uh, <laughs> um, is to show initiative to as many people as you can in that desired industry because, exactly, because people one appreciate exactly yeah. people really really like that when you when you have you come forth and you say oh i want to do this or or oh can i can i be this person in order to do this task or have this interview or you know what i mean Especially it's, when it's in the vein of like you're admiring them for what they're doing so you're coming exact, to them exactly for an opportunity for an opportunity but also to benefit them you know, and that's where that's where they appreciate it. And I was actually just to add to this point, I was also interviewing this person the other day, uh, and like when when I came into the interview, I I was asked to do it just like in the last minute. My boss was like, "Can you just please interview this person and have a call or whatever?" Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Okay, fine." And then she came to the interview with such passion, like she could talk. Like, this was someone in Kiev, and yeah. she could talk like amazing English. Uh, which because I don't know she she learned this stuff, but she really showed initiative for the job as well, mm -hmm. and I really appreciated that. And um, funnily enough, she you know she starts on Monday, so because um, yeah. we were just really impressed by her. And it's crazy how like you were basically in that position. Exactly. And she showed exactly. initiative through like what she spoke and how excited she was when she spoke about it. Completely. You know? Yeah. You wouldn't mm. believe. You know, like. She would just say stuff that was, that you know, on the topic and all that, and it was, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Benjamin Prague, what would you say for, um, same question, what would you say for upcoming musicians? For advice? Yeah, advice you could give them. Um, well, the same thing really, strive for uh, your passions, and all you have before you die is your memories. So make as many as you can. Uh, and. As I said earlier, your definition of success 
uh, is down to the individual. It doesn't have to be financially. It doesn't have to be with problems with a million people. You've got to perform for yourself. Exactly. If you're going up there and you're like, oh, well, we've only got five people. Oh, we've only got 20 people. Uh, you know, instead of a 200 capacity room or whatever like that. Uh, if you're not going to be happy with a thousand people that way. You're going to be happy with 2,000 people. You've got to yeah. be happy with just being up there and performing to sometimes. You're going to perform to the sound guys sometimes. You're going to perform to, well, yourself, your other members, some people in the sound guys sort of nods off for a little bit. Um, I'm not really selling my band right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my advice. Take your opportunities. Yeah, and you know, Ben sound. went through like four different bands, so you know, had that determination to fail. That's why I love like this guy. That determination doesn't doesn't stop. He hasn't stopped. Yeah, like stop. since the age of what you were doing this band stuff. Seventeen. But uh, you've got to find the right people, and that's that's one thing that's really hard to come across. Mm. Yeah, but it's just like a, a uni presentation, right? Like you know, when you get put in that group, that you know you're gonna have to do ninety percent of the work because mm. they're only gonna do ten. Mm. You know, you're gonna find that in life too. True. But then after that Try presentation, you're not going to continue that to the next stage. Exactly. If you're investing a significant amount of your, uh, you know, a chunk of your life, mm. you need to make sure it's worthwhile. Exactly. You know? And mm. the only way that you can have that sort of exposure or that awareness is if you've had uh, a mm. shitty experience before. Exactly. Yeah. I, you hit the nail on the head mm. with that, yeah. You, you've got to know what you're not looking for. And mm. I've had plenty of dodgy... Uh, CJ, do you remember we went to a band trial once? This was actually before, this was after one visa, before Electric Eric. We went to trial for a band. And this one guy, firstly, I'm sure he was like stoned off, out of his oh, mind. And about... no, 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 no names, no names, no names. But he, 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 No, that's a different guy. That's, oh, okay. that's a different guy. Oh, Same man. We've had too many. But this guy came up. We were in the jam room uh, Sanctuary Studios, shout out to them, they're amazing. Um, but this guy came up to me and he took my guitar pick out of my hand, licked it and oh, put it back into my hand. And I was like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah probably not going to work okay. with this person. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. That makes sense. Nah, yeah, wow. that case. I, I remember having a dream when I was... Uh, I told you about it like way back where um, he was like annoying you. It was at, we were at like the skate park outside there. We were standing there and there was a crowd of people and he was like annoying you or something. And then you just and then you just snapped and you just started like punching him. But the way you were punching him, it was like just one after the other, like bang, 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 like. Oh, it's a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, just, I, 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 I never forgot that breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you were just, you were just and, and like your your face had like no expression on it. Yeah, like normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's so funny. You were just dream. about to. I forgot that that was a dream. <laughs> yeah. soul, it's man. like, where did you do that? <laughs> but to be honest, it's not always the people because this this is extreme. You know, the, the yeah, people yeah. were like licking the guitar picks or people that haven't played for nine years and be like oh let's start a band or whatever mm. some people just uh are more talk than action yeah, and exactly. that's 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 probably the most frustrating thing because you can be involved with them for a while before mm. it sort of fizzles out people can get very caught up in the moment to be like yeah yeah i'm very ready for this and they can show a lot of enthusiasm but by the, when push comes to shove or things start getting really difficult yeah which they inevitably will you know you have yeah. creative differences um and it's hard to remain as a democracy exactly. when you're working so intimately with people um Mm. on a regular basis is like i said find the right members and i'm i feel so blessed that i found my right members now again yeah. fuck you point. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> do, do you see how those, those people around you have then fed into your newfound ambition again because you actually believe in this paul, now, yeah right? paul inspires me on the daily because he keeps mm. me on my toes you know uh, in, when i feel like i have uh, my confidence has fluctuated or whatever or my inspiration has 
you know, maybe he's on the up at that point. But there are also are times where, where we released our first EP. We released it with Shore Dive Records in Brighton. And everything was great for a while. And then after that, we were sort of working on a single. And both of us were just feeling... Uh, just drained? Or? Drained. Depri mm. Deprived of... Um, well, we weren't refreshed. Mm. We didn't feel that way at all. Mm -hmm. um, and those those periods happen too but then as soon as we started working on the EP after that after a period of time you know naturally occurring uh, about yeah, time yeah new project as well a little yeah. bit of a refresh reset but it will happen when you least expect it um, bottom line is just keep just keep that determination just keep that passion and everything will fall into place at the end of the time yeah and understand what constructive criticism is yeah because that plays a huge part yeah, yeah in, in your development yeah, and having the serenity to handle the things you can't change. Yeah. Compromise. compromise. That's another thing. You've got to make compromise with the people that you're working with. It can't always be the way mm. that you want it to go. Yeah. Um, That's what makes a team at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. And if you don't want to do that shit, do something on your own. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Exactly that. I've worked with people where they want it to be like... He said, again, not mentioning any names, but he was referenced the band Muse. Uh, I don't know if you know Muse. Yeah, the yeah. lead singer is called Matt Bellamy. He's like, oh, he write, Matt Bellamy writes all the music, and the guys, they just trust him. They just do whatever he says. I'm like, fuck off. Uh, if, you know, if you want to like, do your own project, do your own project. But that's... People are like that, just like, in, uh, do you have anything you want to say? Um, I'm going to put that grumbling sound in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> <with the faces. laughs> don't, lie, don't sit on the floor of an attic for too long. It can really yeah, kill yeah, your legs. Yeah, this guy has been, this guy has been just been rolling around the floor while we've been doing yeah. our podcasts. <laughs> For real. Yeah, we literally got two minutes left on there. Yeah, listen, I think we can just close up. Uh, any final remarks, guys? Uh, I just want to say thank you. This has been real, man. Like, yeah. It's been really nice. Thank you for having us. Uh, no, I love, bro. Cheers. Thank you, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, love. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Oh, I, sorry. I hope that long conversation that was actually the birth of this podcast yeah. helped you in some way which conversation the avenue <laughs> the avenue we've had too many good conversations in the avenue with you guys you know but uh, i do remember actually it was the thing, i think it was the time before the avenue that we hung out uh, me you and cj um where we sat down at moatfield park and you were offering me so much insightful information that offered quite a bit of um fresh perspective for me several different topics so yeah man i'm grateful for that yeah man and i think you know we're just going to keep trying to do that in every single episode you know that's what me and cj are here for right uh and yeah guys just keep climbing the mountain i guess we've been Kilimanjaro. oh that's brilliant and uh keep climbing keep fucking climbing i guess why did we end it so quietly bro <laughs> whoa <laughs>